How's it going, man? Hi, David. <laughs> hey, Kent. How are you doing, buddy? Doing well. It's a good evening. Beautiful day. It is a beautiful really day. beautiful day. Low wind. Yep. Beautiful temperature, 60, 70 degrees. Nice and cool. Flowers are blooming. In the sun, it was perfect. Picturesque. Today. Absolutely picturesque. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Dudes in Kansas show with your hosts, Kent and David. What we've got down for you tonight is a lot of 1982. Kent has brought the facts. On 1982, we have current funny news, another Florida man. Florida just keeps coming back, keeps coming back. They're funny people down there. Movie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, 1982 video games and facts. So, Let's see where we're going. Come on, Kent. What do, what do you got for me, man? All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, first, Dave, I want to ask you, how was your week? It was very busy. I had so much. I felt very uh, rushed and kind of tense. Had a had a physical this week. Thankfully, there wasn't any probing involved. <laughs> and uh, however, I'll, I'll get my results back here shortly. Uh, healthy overall. So not a, not a problem. I'm not I'm not worried. But uh, that was my big event for the week. Oh, kids. Kids had parent-teacher conferences. Mm. And uh, the the boy is prepped to go to the next grade, which is great. Cool. Uh, We're thrilled for him. Lillian is top scores and going to be headed into the next chapter of her education, too. So it's a I can't complain at all. How about yourself? Uh, It was a beautiful week. But I do have to ask you, the older generation will understand this. How did you get out of that dreadful prostate exam at your physical? So I have a new doctor, really nice guy. I'm, I, I've been very impressed with him. He's a young guy. Uh, he'd been a hospitalist at our local hospital, and now he's working at the practice that I, I, I go to. And he said that there's kind of two uh, realms of thinking on like PSA test and 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 getting the probe, uh, he's only going to, I mean, the intent of the probe is to detect whether or not there's any kind of mass on your prostate. And the PSA test is to test your blood work to see if you have the certain markers that, that could indicate an elevation or a presence of cancer. He stated that there's kind of two fields. He presented the information and he said, my stance is I want to inform you as the patient and allow you to have the opportunity to make a decision, educated decision. And, you know, essentially um, said, well, if it's not needed and we've kind of got um, two areas that aren't clear on what we should do, let's, uh, so they went ahead and did the PSA test as part of the blood work, but not, um, not the, Finger of friendship. Dude, that's, that's, that's a rather <laughs> impressive technical answer. All I know is I need to change doctors. You hear your doctor like to check it, check it out. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, anyways, uh, back to my week. Uh, fantastic. Uh, the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Um, can't complain on that. Then. That's yeah. right. Uh, I mean, this was a perfect day for your work, a perfect week for your work. Oh yeah, uh, the grass. Uh, I'm mowing it. It's looking good. It looks like carpet out there. It does look like carpet. Dandelions are dying. Trees are blooming. Flowers are growing. 
Yeah. I, I can't complain. Spring is fully here. We're living it. Spring is here. The only complaint is the allergies. Yeah. <laughs> I Other, think we all got them. <laughs> exactly. So, David, I, I want to talk about this funny news I heard. Coming out of Florida again. Florida, I love you. I'm telling you, if, if I you. have to move, I'm moving to Florida. You guys, you guys, you guys are just fun. I'm telling you. So <laughs> to the, the, the story I heard was, and what we're going to call this is, dude, you had one job to do. Okay. And it, it was a road crew out of Florida and they're, you know, obviously marking the school crossings. Yeah. And they spelt school wrong. Incorrectly. They That's, laid it down wrong. They had oh one gosh. job to do, and that was to put school. And they didn't even have to put crossing. I could see how uh, you could mess an S on crossing or something mm-hmm. like that. But they totally messed up school, and they spelt it. Uh, forgive me. I have to check my notes. Uh, S-C-H-O-H-O-L. Now, okay, I this is I know I this I can, I can understand like when you you go into you know your spell checker like when you're doing like on texting on your phone because many times when I've tried to use the spell checker, Surrey messes it up. It's just not right. I, I get more frustrated. I spend. I'm that guy that doesn't have the long paragraphs. I'm like the multiple text guy. Where I'm saying like five words, enter, five words, enter. And then, you know, I'm, I'm having to keep repeat the same word because the spell checker. So maybe, maybe they had that same problem. Or I've done that before on Word, on Microsoft. I've screwed up words so bad the spell checker can't even figure it out. I've had that recently, actually, uh, texting on the, on the phone. Been typing in the word, typing in the word. It's like I know I'm really, really close, but it can't for the life of me figure out what I'm trying to say. <laughs> exactly, just the way it is, I guess. So maybe in their defense, I mean, school's a rather easy word to spell, but maybe they they had a spell checker problem because I I often have that, or maybe let's see, David, if you can remember this movie, a group of Southern California students. Enjoying the most important subject, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, back in 1982. Fast times at Ridgemont High. High. Exactly. So maybe they thought they were those Southern California, you know, dudes and dudettes. Well, has has Florida made it legal? You know, pot? Oh, I have no idea. We may need to check because they could have been... uh, They could have been on a... The road crew may have been token before uh, (laughs) before stroking out the letters. Nice (laughs) word. I love it. I love it. So so in the defense of the school school road crew, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to throw them a bone and hope it's bad spell checker. Uh, That's all I can guess because... I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. There was that great commercial. Is who who are the who are the chefs? <laughs> it's like, oh darn it! <laughs> exactly. I remember, was that like a, a Butterfinger or a Snickers or a Baby Ruth? Somebody 
Somebody leave a comment down below. Tell us which one it was. Maybe they'll remember that commercial too. I remember the com- the, the punchline in the commercial, but not the not who it was for. So that's funny. Um, so back to our movie though. Let's mm. talk about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. This 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 was a this would have been a the American Pie of the early 1980s. No kidding. This, yeah, I'd agree with that. And it had a great cast in it. Um, the movie had uh, Anthony Edwards, Sean Penn, Phoebe Cates, Jennifer Leigh, Forrest Whitaker, Eric Stoltz, and Nicolas Cage in it. They're all this all-star cast. They're no all young. Kidding. That's a that that was breakout for them. Oh, it was. Yeah, that's probably how uh, that could have been the spark for most of their careers. Yeah. Uh, just like the American Pie cast, yes, it was probably one of those those movies that. Uh, Push them into the stardom, they would mm-hmm. say. With uh, so with all that being said, it's a good movie. I don't know if any of you all have seen it before, but please comment down there. I think it's a fun movie. Uh, that's why I wanted to mention it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it, it, it's definitely a classic. And oh, by the way, it is rated R. There is a lot of uh, very very promiscuous scenes in it it's rather rather uh, so it's it's ticking on all the boxes is what you're saying yes okay it's a well, great movie there you go so not kid friendly but for all you adults out there you're good to go exactly exactly so that leads me into the topic of 1982 hey where were you in me, 1982 exactly i was two yeah, me too <laughs> well at least for part of it but uh, some fun games came back out in 1982. I know there's a few that you've played in your time. And uh, the, the game Joust. Oh, yeah. My, my dad, he was a huge fan of Joust. And I can remember playing it regularly. Um, J- Joust made a very popular comeback in a movie just recently released called Ready Player One. Yes, the book was amazing the movie was it was a pretty good adaptation i wouldn't say that it it ticked all the boxes for the readers of the book but a great movie fun to watch and uh, yeah joust was a big part of uh part of the book in the first gate it was exactly love it another cool movie or video game that came out was donkey kong jr yes way yes and then you know, as I've said in the past in our podcast, I'm a huge racing fan. Pole position. Oh. Do you remember pole position? Had the steering wheel and the little... Oh, ju- yeah, yeah. Shift and shift and go. Drive like a maniac. Which brings me to say, I think we should make a cameo back at the arcade again. Do. We've been we've been recording these instead of going to the arcade, and I think we do. We need to go back to the arcade because I've been thinking about it recently. They've got some new games, new games that at least that you were telling me about. Uh, for anybody who's watching, if you're a Wichiten or if you're not, uh, you probably have in your local community a group of thirty to fifty year olds who got together and said, "Hey, we really love arcades." And arcade machines, let's put together a space for them. And in Wichita, Kansas, that place is called Arcade. It's down on, is it Mead? Yes, it is. I believe so. Uh, in the old town, right off of Douglas, between Douglas and First, 
and actually right near KMUW, our local uh, public radio station, and it's called simply Arcade, and it is awesome. I'm not sure what their current rates were or are, but they were $10 for unlimited play. It was a heck of a deal, especially to play the old vintage arcade games. I mean, these guys, they are truly legit. These are old school stand-up arcade games that you can go play. They're on free play and you can just play for hours. It's amazing because I can remember dumping tons of quarters when I was a kid. Oh yeah. The amount of time we played there and the number of games that we played there so far would equate to probably hundreds of dollars worth of quarters. Uh, Last time we were there, we both played and beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade, the good old TMNT Arcade. I know you really like Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter, and I was I like to play Tempest quite a bit, and uh, Pac-Man. Pac-Man's typically pretty packed, so I, I sit over at Tempest. Not a lot of people playing it, but it's a lot of fun to play. It was great. They had the old Tron game. Tron, they've got pinball machines. Pinball machines, I think, still take a quarter. Uh, there's a lot of maintenance there with pinball machines, but yeah, it's a hell of a blast. It was good times. Good times. So, David, I want to talk some facts about 1982. Okay, bring it. I thought some cool stuff was, the most interesting piece I found was, the world-changing event for 1982. Yes, people, I said the world-changing event. The Commodore 64 became the first popular home-use computer. A lot of people uh, older than us and our age that have uh, very fond memories of the Commodore 64. So I thought that was very interesting. And uh, the music, the most popular song, there was many, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jets and the Blackhearts. Excellent song. It is, Most isn't excellent. It? I guess that's why it was popular. It's an excellent song. So that leads me into my, my next fun filled adventure to figure out 1982. So I came up, I, I actually found these on the internet. It's Holy the, cow. The top 10 facts of 1982. That's a lot of stuff on that sheet, man. That, that is, I'm telling you. Um, so I'd like to start off here. I want to read a couple of these, Dave, and please stop me if you have some interesting info you want to stop. We're going to go okay. from uh, number 10 here. Time Magazine's Machine of the Year is the computer. Yeah, I could see that because it it blasted onto the scene pretty much. Exactly. Um, next fun fact, World Series champions were the St. Louis Cardinals. The Super Bowl champs were the San Francisco 49ers. And the NBA was the Los Angeles Lakers. Interesting. Billboard's number one song on January 29th, 1982. Oh, it's a great one. Everyone should remember this one. Let's Get Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Again, that... Anybody of the age that remembers that, remembers that video very vividly, especially if you're a young man or an old man or a middle-aged man, for that matter of fact. (laughs) It it was a very cool music video. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, The next, my next one is the most popular TV show was 60 Minutes, followed up by Dallas. 
back before 24-hour news, mm-hmm. where you weren't inundated by news, but actually had to sit down and devote some time to learn about it. There you go. Cool. Let me ask you, David, how much does a Super Bowl commercial cost in 2019? I hesitate to even offer up an answer, but it's probably 30 seconds is some increment of $10 million. Close. That's a lot. I think it was $1.3 million for a 30-second commercial. For a 30-second commercial, $1.3. Exactly. Well, I overshot that one a little bit. That, that's okay. Price is Right would have shot me out. You know, no. I was over. Ah, you did great. Don't worry. That's a, <laughs> it was a tough question. I put you on the spot. Uh, in 1982, the cost of a Super Bowl uh, commercial was $324,000. How the times have changed. That's right. Now, with uh, adjusted inflammation, I- inflammation, adjusted uh, inflation, that might be about right, 1.3. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I love cars, so this was a cool one. GM introduced the Saturn Car Company. Ah, uh, that kind of makes me sad when you think about it's gone now. It is gone. They uh during yeah. the, the 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 recession of two thousand eight two thousand nine they uh they closed that whole liquidated it. Nobody wanted to buy it. Kind of it Pontiac. And then we lost some gems. I, I wouldn't say Saturn's a gem, but I'd say Pontiac was a gem that was lost to the recession. Agree. You've heard of a little arcade or a little gaming company called of EA, don't you? Yes, they dominate most of the headlines of games now. Electronic Arts, yes. Mm-hmm. They were founded in nineteen eighty two. Nineteen eighty two, what was their first game? Do you know? Great question. Don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Just, Sorry. <laughs> no. I thought it was just cool. They were founded in nineteen eighty two. No kidding. I wonder what I wonder what We'll have to look it up and come back. Or if you know, leave it in the comments. That would be awesome. Give us, give us, give us some fact checking. <laughs> the next one, very famous movie, came out in 1982, by the way. E.T. Phone Home, most famous quote of 1982. My uh, parents took me to see that in 1982 when the movie came out. And I can remember the scene at the beginning with the Reese's Pieces. And I remember bawling my eyes out and my parents having to take me out crying because E.T. left. I didn't want E.T. to leave. He was my my jam. He was my bro. And I didn't want him to leave, so I was crying hysterically. And and my wife, she she went and saw it too, but she was in diapers, so she didn't remember any of it. (laughs) That's a movie I need to introduce to my children. Mm. That that's a that's a that's like a what do you want to call it a relic? It, well, it's it's one of those uh, staple movies of our generation, mm. and it's also I mean it's classic Spielberg. It's a great flick. I mean his his entire uh, production studio uses the E. T. and Elliot flying over the moon uh, as part of their emblem. So it's it's pretty iconic. True dat. True dat. Mm-hmm. Another fun one. Late night hosts were Johnny Carson and the Late Late Show was David Letterman. Both retired. Both retired. And my most favorite one. Now, I had one of these when I got into 
the late 80s, early 90s, and that was a Sony Walkman. I had a Sony Walkman too. I had a couple of them, and Lillian, she has my old Sony Walkman and listens to tapes on it. Okay, David, so I'm going to ask you, in 1982, how much do you think that that little Walkman cost? Too much? Yes. I, I can't even guess. Okay, check this out. $129 in 1982. And folks, that would be an equal to $344.78 in today. So it's not too indifferent than buying like an iPod Touch or something like that for if anybody actually just listens to music on an iPod Touch. But Isn't that trippy? That is pretty trippy. $300. That would be what it would be like cost today back in 1982 to buy a Walkman with a cassette tape. I don't think I would have bought one back in 1982. That that would have been too rich for my blood. Too rich for my blood now. I'm not going to buy a music player for that much now, but that's just me. (laughs) But uh, that was was some interesting facts in 1982. And by the way, uh, for the viewing audience, like we mentioned before, we were two at that time. So yeah, not don't didn't have a lot of expendable cash. Exactly, and my parents, you know, I, I know they weren't ponying up that much for a Walkman no. for me. My dad was ponying up that kind of money though for a full fledged CD player. It was way more than two hundred or three hundred bucks. You mentioned that in the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. Which that is very cool that he got one of those. Yeah, he was in the oil industry at that point, and it was booming. So there was. There was some flow of cash to go around. Does your dad still have that? I wish he did. He got rid of it a couple years ago. He asked me if I wanted it. And at the time, I was in a tiny little rental. And I didn't have the room. And I was like, no, I don't want it. And now I wish I had it. Really, really bad. It played every CD you put in there. You know how in in the 90s you'd put a uh, recordable CD players? Or not players, but discs became more common and you'd burn, you know, you'd make your mix CDs. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd put that in certain players and they wouldn't read it because they wouldn't read the rewritable CDs or the recordable CDs. That player played everything. If you put in a data disc, you could hear the data being played digitally over the speakers. It played everything. So I wish I still had it. It was cool. That is cool. That is cool. So, audience, in the comments section, tell us where you're at in 1982. You got some fun facts? You got something cool to say? Hey, let us know. I want to hear about it. I think it's cool, man. Otherwise, uh, David, that's all I got for today. All right. Well, that's. Uh, I think that's all you need. Yeah. That's a fun. I, I didn't know so many things that we take for granted or, or like or enjoy came out in 1982. I would have thought maybe a little later. I didn't know. So I appreciate you bringing it to our attention. You're welcome. All right. Well, please subscribe through whatever listening or viewing channel you're getting us through. We're the dude, Dudes in Kansas show. You can find us at Podbeam, iTunes, Google Play Music Podcasts, and on YouTube. Like and leave constructive feedback. 
be greatly helpful. Uh, we're trying to build this, see where it goes. Hopefully you enjoy our content. Hopefully you enjoy what we're doing. We're trying to bring something light, entertaining, not too deep, not too heavy. And uh, there you go. So thank you. Thank you. Take care. See you later. See ya.